0: So, Lord, thank you <laughs> that the speaker has wandered off at the critical moment. <laughs> well, that's okay. Lord, thank you. Let me just pray for you. Thanks, thank you for Mark and for Mellon. Uh, Lord, they're good friends um, and we've journeyed with our group of churches from Father's House in Bath and Father's House in Shaftesbury and all the guys that have got together over the years. And uh, Lord, there is a, a flow that goes amongst us, Lord. We just love your presence at the end of the day. And we, uh, we know beyond that, there is nothing else.
1: To be with you is is just the main thing. So we bless you. And I bless Mark today to just bring the words that you've put on his heart. <coughs>
0: Amen. Amen. Thank you. we're just going to go back to that lovely phrase that there's, there's more than enough. So Brian is just going to sing that. Just, just join her as she sings that, shall Yes, Lord. More than
2: enough,
0: more than enough. yes, just as we sing this, close your eyes, focus back on him right now, set your gaze on the lover of your soul, just put your hands out and just receive from him, he's the best of all sources, isn't he, the fountain of life, Mm. very welcome to carry on twiddling those keys or stop whatever is best for you, but that's beautiful, thank you. But there's more than enough, isn't there? There's more than enough for you this morning. I, you know, I love the big vision you guys have got. You know, it's huge that God wants to give you this incredible building, not for yourselves, but for the region and uh, for the nation probably, and probably for the nations, isn't it? But, um, you know, he's always thinks so much bigger than we do. And uh, he's committed to you, which is amazing. And, uh, well, it's not amazing he's committed to you, because that's just a fact, isn't it? But uh, he is committed to you. And we just, we so appreciate Phil and Heather. We don't actually know each other that well. But, you know, when there's, you feel there's a bit connection in heart and spirit. And, uh, you know, we just want to bless what God is doing in the region. You know, God is, you know, He's fairly confident in most things, in everything. You know, the referendum's not going to take him by surprise. He's got it all in hand, hasn't he? You know, we just have to keep our eyes fixed upon him and, um, you know, go from the flow of our heart when we get in that uh, voting box. Um, because he would, he does what he wants to do. And uh, so he's very confident this morning, not only for Europe and the world and you and me and this region and this family, but he's just, just very, very confident. So we can be rest assured in that, can't we? That he knows what's going on in your heart, he knows what's going on in your family, and it all matters to him. It matters to him. And uh, that's why there's more than enough for you today, because it matters. You matter to him. So uh, we just want to bless, Holy Spirit, what you're doing in this region. We're asking you that what seems so impossible, we're saying, would you make possible? Would you gather your people for this end-time harvest? We want to ask you that the wave that is coming to this nation, we want to ask you that we will be willing and ready. And we say Amen to all that you're doing. Amen. That's very quiet of you at that moment. I was a little bit disconcerted. I was the only one thinking there's a harvest coming. And uh, that I want to be fully awake. Would you like to be fully awake in your heart?
2: Yeah.
0: Okay, so... Just a couple of things, really. One is, uh, so Melanie and I live in Bath. We lead a church called Father's House. And uh, we've got some of these lovely young people with us today, which is a joy. I've got three children. Emily's here with her, I was going to say, newly born husband. That doesn't work, does it? What I mean is her husband. Just married a couple of weeks, so it's lovely. My other daughter's in uh, Kansas at the House of Prayer with an Austrian husband. That's okay. that don't need to mention the word Austrian, but he's there. And, um, and we have a son who's currently in Cornwall and we'll be back on Tuesday, I'm sure he's just gone surfing uh, but serving the purposes of God on the beach but um, I just wonder if we could turn to Proverbs 4 Proverbs 4 this Proverbs 4, this proverb is a wonderful reminder of making sure that our heart is kept clean and open and the river can flow through it. And uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about some things that can block the flow of grace in our heart. And then I'm going to talk about God's fathering for a moment. You know, it's something's just come back to mind again, so I think we'll go with it. Is there, do you have a washing up bowl? Do you have a washing up? And do you have any towels? Tea, towels? Tea towels, anything to mop up a mess. Would that be right? shirts. We got a couple of towels in our car because we stayed overnight somewhere. Anyway, I'd love, we just love an opportunity. Yes, please. Let's see, look, a woman. It takes a woman. It takes a woman. Wonderful. On Father's Day, all the guys say, yeah, somebody will sort it out. Somebody. Now look, look, a woman's done it already. Thank you so much. That's very kind. I'd, at the end, I'd like to wash the feet of any men who would like their feet washed from the journey of life. You know, we walk through life and we all do our very, very best, don't we? I don't think any one of us intentionally falls or intentionally hurts anybody else or intentionally turns away from the Lord. You know, whatever. It's usually because we've got something in our heart that causes us to turn away rather than run to him or turn away from somebody rather than stretch out a, a hug or an arm or a word or something of encouragement. But it, the journey of life leaves us tainted, polluted, doesn't it? And I know we can come to the Lord and we can come to him daily and be washed and all the rest of it, of course. But I just it, what came to me this morning as I was praying that you know just that the freedom to bless you guys, for the journey ahead, not just cleanse you from what's come and gone, but also a freedom to pursue and to lay hold of everything God has for you in the future if that's all right. So don't worry about if you've got dirty socks or you haven't clipped your toenails or you haven't painted them or whatever you normally do on a Sunday, but <laughs> no, we'd, love to, we'd love to do that, if that's all right. Okay, yeah, speak for myself. So, <coughs> Father's Day, how wonderful. Um, I've got a big Toblerone and some nougat. I love it, just love it. Okay, uh, Okay. So, um, so we'll do that in a minute. I probably need some water at some point. That would be helpful, but if uh, so I just leave that with you. Um, I'm very pleased that you're here this morning I, I was wondering if anyone would turn up when you saw our photographs on the website and uh, I said to Mel look at that, where did they get that picture from? You know, just, Phil we'd have to get some younger looking ones on that one anyway, but, so thanks for turning up that's very kind of you but um, <laughs> I just wanted to I mean, how many of you would love to move in the supernatural? Increasingly love to move in the supernatural can you tell me one of the most powerful, supernatural things you can do, right now. Hmm? Pray in tongues. Anything else? Healing, prophesy. Love. Yep. Okay. When Jesus died on the cross, and he said, Father, forgive them, it says it imparted something to the human race that was the most supernatural thing that could be imparted. That hidden jewel of forgiveness in the church. Forgiveness. You know, imparted to you and to me that amazing gift but like silence it's a nice thought until you have to do it forgiveness forgiving somebody you know it's supernatural because it's certainly not natural the most natural response when you're hurt is to beat the brains out of somebody or at least go around telling everybody about them isn't it that's, that's well perhaps it's not yours in Bath my natural response <laughs> is not to forgive but to hold on to it you know I've learned that my pending tray, full of people at some point I'll forgive when I'm ready, <laughs> and was very full and overflowing, wasn't very good. You know, I'll forgive them when I'm ready, when I want to, when I feel like it. Well, the fact is, that day never comes. So, I just need a chair. Thank you. So, um, he's a bit demanding, this guy from Bath, isn't he? <laughs> Chairs, towels. Bowls, water. and um, But the most supernatural thing you could do is to forgive people. You know, when you came to the cross, you came asking for forgiveness. And like me, probably, you then sort of live your life not forgiving everybody, but wanting to be forgiven yourself. And that's the thing, isn't it? I... I maximise what somebody does to me when they hurt me. Make it absolutely huge. You should have seen their face. You should have seen the look on their face when they said that to me. This is what they said. This is how much it hurt. Daddy 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 daddy. But minimise what you did to them. Oh, it was only a small thing. It was only little, what I did. I didn't mean to do that. You know, 95% of your hurt was not deliberate 95% of the time somebody hurts you it wasn't deliberate most hurt doesn't come because it was deliberately set out premeditated hurt but it hurts and our ability to forgive really does either enable the grace of God to flow to you or it starts blocking up the grace of God to you it says in the scriptures, even your prayers won't be heard if there's something between you and somebody else. Look at the, the story in Matthew 18. Have a quick look at Matthew 18. Anyway, before you do that, we'll have a look at Proverbs. <laughs> so listen, verse, uh, chapter 4, verse 14, it says, no, it doesn't, verse 18, it says, the path of the righteous is like the first gleam of dawn, shining ever brighter till the full light of day verse 20 my son pay attention to what I say listen closely to my words do not let them out of your sight keep them within your heart for they are the life to those who find them and health to a man's whole body and it goes on this is a bit either. here above all else so above all else guard your heart so above everything else guard your heart for it is the wellspring of life. So if you don't guard it, it won't be a wellspring. If you, if I allow, if we allow things to clog our heart up, it will not be a wellspring of life. You know, you know if somebody's hurting because it's written all over their face. Or they respond in anger. You know, they got that edge on them that day. You know, there, there isn't much of a wellspring coming out. It's other stuff. And... Um, Guard your heart. And it will be a wellspring. As soon as I get up here, as soon as I get up here because somebody has hurt me and start doing this, you should have seen what they did. If I was like that, if I was them, I wouldn't have said that. I wouldn't have done that. As soon as I come up here, the grace starts going, that's flow of the Holy Spirit, the wellspring starts grinding to a trip and it will dry up because you're taking your position rather than allowing God to take his. He is the judge. Oh, God doesn't judge. Yes, he does. You know, he is the judge. And our place is to stay down here in grace and mercy and forgiveness. As soon as we go back up there, the wellspring will begin to dry up. we're meant to stay down here we're meant to live a life of forgiveness I don't know about you but it's usually something most days but I'll be upset about what somebody said or did it may not be the same in pool because you have more sunshine than us and all the rest of it your life is just one holiday down here you know so it may not happen to you but most days either Melanie would upset me or somebody else in the church family or somebody on the road I mean somebody on the road Gosh, I used to pursue people down the motorway if they overtook me in a way that I didn't think was very good. You know, whether they had a Porsche or not, my Kia Sportage would take them. Even if it meant redlining all the way, I would, you know, I'd block them in. Mm -mm. Now, see, that's not a very godly response, is it? No, it's not. And that's probably why God took the Kia Sportage away from me and has given us a... A Skoda with a peeling bonnet. Yeah, so Lord, I want to ask you to forgive me for chasing those Porsches. Anyway. But, you know, most, most days there's something. Or you may have upset yourself. Have you ever upset yourself? Have you ever been offended by anybody? No, I'm not sure, really. Oh, you have. I can tell you have. No, 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 I don't mean I can tell you. Sorry. So, do forgive me if I offend you this morning. So, um just to say on that forgiving yourself is equally important for some of your daft decisions we've all made them haven't we or the way we've spoken to somebody or the way you've spoken about yourself or the way you fell over and hurt your knee and four months later it's still hurting forgive yourself and you may be healed you'll be surprised you'll be surprised so the wellspring Matthew 18, that's what I'd like to look at. This is an amazing story about forgiveness and there's a couple of verses that we don't want to hear. So this is a story about a king who had huge amounts of money, got in touch with the fact that one of his subjects, for want of a better word, owed him big bucks. Massive amounts of money. The king, if you recognise, was getting in touch with what he lost or in fact what was being stolen certainly wasn't giving back to him at that point. So the king's going through his accounts and realising, hmm, somebody owes me something here. So in Matthew 18, it it actually starts off with uh, one of the disciples saying, "Um, how many times do I have to forgive? Oh, you know, I'll suggest seven because seven's far more than one. And um, Jesus, is that right that we forgive seven times? And Jesus sort of looked at him thinking, bless you mate, but no, it's not seven times, it's seven times seventy times and basically saying it's not just the once or the seven or even the four hundred and ninety or seven sevens Uh, you know, it's it's a lifestyle of continual processing and forgiving and um, which probably was a little bit of a shock to hear and uh, but he goes on, Jesus goes on to talk about this king. And if you remember, the servant begged for mercy. Mercy, mercy, mercy for me, I will repay you. you know, that can be my stance sometimes. Forgive me, forgive me, forgive me, Lord. But get them. Lord's Prayer, same thing. Forgive me as I forgive others. Don't tend to do a lot of that, but I do say you forgive me. Well, he, it goes on in Matthew 6 to say I won't forgive you. I will not forgive you unless you forgive other people. Gosh, that's not the Father, heart of God, surely. What are you saying? So, Matthew 18, you're getting a bit quiet on me now. Matthew 18, listen to what he says. This is outrageous. Um, So, this guy says, I'll pay you back. On the way out, he goes and grabs one of his fellow servants who owes him a little bit, beats him, gets him thrown in prison. The king hears about it and is furious, you know, I've shown mercy, but you're not showing it, God show me mercy, but I won't show my church friends mercy, okay, it goes on to say, why is this so low, um, 18, <laughs> chapter 18, 33, it says, the king says, shouldn't you have mercy on your fellow servant, just as I had on you, so that's, that's what God was saying, wasn't it, <laughs> to him, you know, I showed you mercy, but you're not showing the other person mercy, and that's not very good, is it? And this is, look, he says this is Jesus, I don't know, how many of have got Bibles with it in red? You think, my goodness, we may have to tip tip this one out. (laughs) Listen to this. This is how my heavenly Father, so this guy was thrown into prison. He was tortured until he paid back what he owed. You think, can't be Jesus saying this. This is how my heavenly father will treat you. This is how he'll treat me. Unless you forgive your brother from your head. Heart? From the heart. So let's just have a look at that for a minute, shall we? So, Jesus says, if I forgive you, and you don't forgive somebody else, you will be thrown into prison and be tortured. Now, you can talk, about, you can talk to Phil about this afterwards, but that sounds quite shocking for Jesus to say that, doesn't it? But how many of you have ever been hurt, and you go to bed, and it's going round and round, and round and round in your head, and then you can't sleep, so you get up? and you think it through, what you should have said to them, what they said to you, and if you'd only said that, that would have made the difference, and I'll slash their tyres, and you have all done it, and (coughs) and it's like being tortured some things that happen to us are so painful I don't want to make light of it but some things are so painful we live tortured, because we can't let go, because it was so bad. How could they? I was so young. How could they expose me like that? How could they touch me like that? How could they embarrass me like that? How could they hit me like that? How could they abandon me like that? How could they reject me, and reject me, and reject me? like that and we can go through life tortured so it's a real thing he's talking about there, he knows you know as I said earlier, he knows about you, he knows what you did to them he knows what they said to you he knows what one family did to the other family, he knows all those things, he knows how it feels it all matters yeah but if I forgive that lets them off it lets them off they get free but they owe me but if we live in the owe me stage then we will be tortured because we're always looking to them to make it up instead of saying God I'm turning all over to you you're my source you're my supply you're my judge You're my defender, rather than looking to them because they may never apologise, they may never change, they may never change. So why don't you? Why let it go? And it's not a case of I'll try and forget, I'll try and forget, I'll try and forget. No, it's through the blood, through the cross, that grace and mercy comes to your heart and you are able to forgive and just like this king the way to forgive is not, as I was jokingly doing it through the head it says from the heart you know when our children were young I'd say okay you know, trouble at school let them off the first time, let them off the second time, the third time hit them back that's a good Christian response right, three strikes and they're out, that seems a very reasonable thing to do All right, but when the children were really little, they used to say, "I said, well, you need to say sorry. What's happened? And they say, "Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. Sorry for what? Well, that gets it. That starts going from here to here, doesn't it? Well, what is it you're sorry for? What are you forgiving them for? Oh, well, they hurt me. How did they hurt you? How did they hurt you? What did they steal from you? That king was getting in touch with his accounts. So it's not, it's not as simple as saying, oh, I just I forgive them, I forgive everybody, I forgive everybody in the world for their unkindness to me. Oh no, you can't. What are you forgiving? Who are you forgiving? Holy Spirit, show me what it is. The Holy Spirit is very keen to keep our heart and the grace flowing. He wants to flow through you, doesn't he? Today, tomorrow, he wants to flow through you. He's got good news to go through you. To others. You know, it says, Father, love fills you. the Father, love will pour out. So any blockages we want to get rid of. You know, he is so interested. He loves us so much. He will remove every hindrance to love that's in you and me. All we've got to do is say, Holy Spirit, just show me if there's anybody I need to forgive. Yeah, but you don't understand, Mark. What they did was so outrageous. I don't understand but he knows and it matters to him right? and I, I can guarantee everybody in this room has got somebody to forgive this morning it might just be the neighbour for being nothing but a nuisance well that's okay you can forgive him okay, are you still with me? Yay. Okay, so it would be good to look at my notes, actually, wouldn't it? Okay, so what are we talking about? forgiveness. Do you want the whole, the whole uh, revival, refreshing, the blessing that came out of uh, Toronto? John Arnott says God spoke to him about, well, three things primarily the value of getting our hearts healed. And living it daily, alright so it 's not a one off oh, my heart 's healed no it 's an ongoing thing you know god 's been very kind uh, kind and giving me a wonderful wife who, like him, has a license to kill and uh, <laughs> and uh, that 's a good thing isn 't it you know He puts people around us who rub us up the wrong way and uh, sharpen us and deal with us, which is great she 's called Menly and um, <laughs> anyway so we'll talk about that on the car going home I'm sure so (laughs) let's uh, anyway so the value of getting our hearts healed of an increasing understanding of what it is to be fathered how many of you think you still have some orphan tendencies do you know what I mean do things yourself think things yourself uh, hang on tightly to your money uh respond roughly and crudely and what are there orphan things are there? Shout them out. Nobody wants to shout them out because people think it's you, you've got it. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> anyway, orphan tendencies. Basically saying I can do what I want and I can think independently, live independently and not necessarily involve God as the Father, or anybody else for that matter. You know. Come on, come back to that in a minute. So, uh, having our hearts healed, knowing what it is to be fathered, and learning daily to hear His voice, you know, through journaling and all those sorts of things. So, three things that He, three things that He saw were vital, that came out of that whole revival, uh, which was an ongoing thing which is going to increase. There's a whole new wave coming, peeps. There is. There's a whole new wave coming. And uh, as we said earlier, we want to be fully awake, don't we? You know, it's so good that you guys are praying, 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 praying. I mean, just so good. I believe that prayer right now is the most essential. Prayer and worship mix, you know, is getting his people ready, being in that place of his presence where we can just... Uh, continually be before Him is so critical in keeping our hearts fully awake. It says in Colossians two, doesn't it? That He says, "Devote yourself, devote yourself to prayer, with watchfulness, being fully aware, fully awake, and thankfulness," which is great. Okay, so we don't want any grace blockers. We don't want anything in our hearts. And I'm going to ask you right now to ask the Holy Spirit. You know, don't go looking for somebody you want to forgive. You know, um, just ask him right now, very simply. If there's anybody in your heart, Holy Spirit, would you just bring somebody to mind? Is there anybody I need to forgive? Anybody who's hurt me? That when I see them, it's still the little buzzer goes off in me when I prefer to cross the road or even go to a different church is there anybody that you'd rather avoid It's, it may just be somebody you think, yeah we do avoid them but there's probably some reason you avoid them or if you're not sleeping well because somebody's on your mind or you have a brooding sense of blame and anger towards them mm-hmm. or inner mental conversations troubled health or thinking about them too much saps your energy or well, you have that sort of nurse and rehearse thing where you can't let go of it, so you're nursing it and you're rehearsing it by going round and round and round. Nurse and rehearse. You know, so it's good to identify what they took from you. It may have been your piece. They may have humiliated you. They may have made you stand up in front of the class. They may just have abandoned you. You know, the biggest root of abandonment and rejection is from our parents. You know, and on Father's Day, I'm just going to tell you a little bit about my own journey with my dad. Because it is all linked to forgiveness, because so much of who we are today is links back to our parents, and it 's not because we want to expose them, but we just want to in allowing the Holy Spirit to show us anything, it may be something back there rather than something that happened yesterday. And both are very very valid um, <coughs> so um, Melanie went on a school James Jordan Father Heart School, back in two thousand and five um, and we were leading, uh, a year or two prior to that, we were leading a big church in Bath. There were four leaders at that time, and uh, it all went a little bit squiffy. And uh, not portioning blame anywhere, but we, we did what we felt the Lord was saying us to do, and we did move on. Uh, but it's very interesting, each couple, since then, we've been fully restored. We're all working together and God is doing something quite remarkable in the city of Bath in terms of apostolic community in seed form but it's very interesting and we had reconciliation with the church there so I'm saying all this because it's a trophy of God's grace at the time we all you know, went different ways but the interesting thing is we all discovered really that none of us were being fathered in our journeys So when we did all come back together, it was amazing that every one of our stories were my gosh, we found out there's a father in heaven who wants to be a father to me personally. And I do think back then when everything was going a bit squiffy, it was really about um, fathers in the city. The whole stuff that was going on was really about God's fathering and whether we'd allow him to do that because I think we were probably all orphans. Anyway, so, Natalie went on to school, she came home, I've got to finish, gosh okay she came home, gave a little bit of James Jordan's testimony, James Jordan's testimony was God challenged him and said whose son are you whose son are you, now for me that went boosh we were sat on the bed and I thought oh my gosh, that's the answer to my problems, I have lived orphan I didn't know who my father was, now I had a father clearly But I distanced myself from my father when I was about 9 or 10. I separated myself because of issues. And so I orphaned myself. You know, God doesn't suddenly become a father. I think, oh, he's suddenly become a father to me. Well, he's only become a father to me because I decided to become a son. Right? So he doesn't change. He hasn't suddenly come on the scene as a father. He's always been father. The issue is I've not always been a son. So... I needed to forgive my father for different things, earthly father, but more importantly, because God's always looking at our reactions even if somebody else hurt us. So, my response was, God, would you forgive me for offering myself and not allowing anybody to father me and then moving my position to being father. And as we draw to a close, God, Sorry. Um, as we draw code, <laughs> this morning, I'm asking each of us not only to respond to any unforgiveness so the grace can flow, but if you don't know what it is, then we're all on a journey, aren't we? But if you've never said to him, "I would like to know what it is to become a son," or a daughter then you could ask him today say would you start my journey today of being a daughter being a son and allowing that whole revelation of what it is to be fathered come to you if that's right so that was a lot of stuff in a very short time I hope that wasn't too (laughs) what did you say? So, um, as I say, if you've got any questions, do speak to Phil or Melanie. <laughs> and, uh... Alright, just one other thing. If I... So, what I did... I went on this other school, right? <laughs> before this... Before Mel went on this, I went on one with Peter Jackson and Heather. And you pay good money for these things, don't you? And I was thinking, okay, this is all very you know, nice to be away. And... Um, and then they said, oh, this evening we're not getting together. What, uh, what we'd like you to do is do go to your room and write a letter to your dad. I'm thinking, I paid for this weekend, uh, paid for this week. Why am I going to go and write a letter to my dad, who's dead anyway? What is the point? I want my money back. I was thinking, this is just ridiculous. Anyway, so um, I would recommend doing this, by the way. And so I sat down thinking, oh God, I'll do it because someone's going to ask me tomorrow. And I wrote, I wrote, dear daddy. And at that point, I just burst into tears and um, <laughs> just proceeded to write what I felt. You know, and most of it was fairly negative. So what I did, I wrote two letters. Two to my dad, one saying, this is how I felt. You know, the anger in here. Because he, he was only a earthly person, don't forget. He wasn't supposed to be perfect. One to my dad saying, this is what hurt me. And then another one saying, thanks so much. For all you've done. You went to work early, till late. Worked hard, provided for me, loved me. Right, so I wrote two letters. I didn't send them. Even if he'd been alive, I wouldn't have sent them. Don't send your letters. <laughs> right. You may want to say send something at some point, just giving gratitude. Or saying I'm sorry for how I was. That's the bigger issue, not about them. The bigger issue is you. Okay, your attitude. So anyway, so I wrote one to him, uh, two to him, and two to my mum. It was a busy evening, but very good. Okay, so I did that because it ha- does help you get in touch with what you really feel. So the person that came to mind today, if you went home and wrote them a letter, you'd be surprised what you say. Because our minds sort of filter it a little bit and make it nice, Christian, particularly when we're in pool. Mm-mm-mm. All right? But you go home and write a letter in your journal or something. Dear, mm-mm. And then it'll all come up. You'll like, think, your writing gets bigger. You know? And then if you read it to somebody, you actually think, my gosh, did I really feel that? That is what they did to me. That's what I really feel. Okay, forgiveness. Here comes forgiveness. I've got to finish. So this is, this is how I forgive Phil for scratching my Skoda. All right? I saw him do it. We arrived. He was jealous. He went... Actually, it made the car look better, actually, because there's this ghost... Go fast stripe down the side of it, look really cool. Anyway, so so even if Phil's not in the room I'm gonna use my dad, sorry Phil. I know you wouldn't key the car. So my dad wasn't there and the person doesn't have to be in front of you, but with my eyes closed or it was easy with eyes, I said, Dad, this is how you made me feel. Alright, growing up. This is how you made me feel. Neighbour, this is how you made me feel yesterday. Phil, this is how you made me feel when you did that nasty thing to my car. This is how you made me feel. Because it's not out of here, it's out of here. When you did that, when you abandoned me, when you didn't take me out, when we didn't spend time together, where you came home late at night, and I was already in bed, and you'd left before I woke. Dad, it made me feel there is no value on my heart. Where well, you never stopped to hear me, you never stopped to draw me out. You know, it's all this, you know, they're real things, aren't they? So you're saying how it made you feel, really honestly. You can use swear words if it helps. God's not fussed by that. You can figure him, you'll ask him to forgive you later but express how you feel and I choose to forgive you today I choose to forgive you then God will you forgive me for my response to them so dad you know, I'm saying God forgive me for being orphaning myself, separating myself despising him God will you forgive me for judging him and all those bits and pieces Okay. And then you bless them and God will forgive you. You ask him to fill you afresh. We'll have to come another time to talk more detail. I'm really sorry. Good. So that's forgiveness. Right. So could we stand? Could we stand? That'd be brill. You have done very, very well, I have to say. So, Briony, would you like to get back on that? Beast of a machine. So the person that came to mind earlier, would you be kind and give them a gift of forgiveness, showing mercy to them, so that God can show mercy to you? Who does he give mercy to? He gives it to those who show it, pass it on, and don't abuse it. So just look at the person or the people. In your mind's eye, just under your breath, just say, I'm forgiving you today because of how you made me feel. It made me feel like tell them how it made you feel how it's left you feeling and you're looking at them and you're saying I choose today I choose to forgive you give you the free gift of forgiveness grace is is free but it's not cheap so I forgive you today and Father I want to ask you let's ask him to forgive you for your wrong responses to them say Father forgive me for how I responded forgive me for judging them to be a nuisance to be hateful to be an abuser so I let them go now in Jesus name You know, just as I said earlier, if, you, if you're if you thinking, mm-mm, I'm probably living too much like an orphan, and I'd really love to know what it is increasingly to be fathered, just say to him, Father, forgive me for my orphan tendencies. living in isolation, independence and I ask you today to set me on a journey to know what it is to be fathered by you to be a son, to be a daughter not a slave or a servant So I asked you, come embrace me now as a good, good father. Help me to live in this daily. Amen. So guys, we're going to do something really very quick. And as I talk, you could be taking your socks off if you'd like to. Oh, I went to a meeting, it blew my socks off. Oh, look at this. A sick bowl full of water. That's lovely. Thank you. So, if you're happy with the team of Bath, with some other guys with them, that would be Brell. Really, we're just blessing the men. Regardless of age today, we'd just love to bless you. Wash your feet from the journey you've been on, but also for the journey ahead, if that's right. Now, what I suggest you do is put a few chairs here. And... um, I'm not suggesting we rush it, but just keep it moving. No tickling. Alright, that comes later. Alright, so just wash, just sprinkle water over the feet and then dry them, bless them. Brill. Just, excellent, just put some water in the bowl there. That's lovely. Mm -hmm. You know guys you men are a treasure to him he fully approves of you and as I was saying earlier you know none of us none of you intend to set our goal to be awkward or difficult so we just want to bless you thank you Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Just as Brian is playing, you know, just, you can just uh, keep drinking in his love for yourself and Sorry, what time do we have to be out of here? I'm sorry. Three o'clock. Okay, three o'clock is great. (laughs) I'm just concerned about the roast at home. That was my biggest concern. Richard is just going to share a few things. Obviously, if you do need to go, please do. I'm sorry, we've run over time, but do go if you need to go. But um, we'll just stick around until Phil kicks us out. So.
1: Yeah, so I was, um, As I was praying before we came here, I felt that God gave me a few words um, that, people, uh, that God wanted some people to be healed today here. Um, so I'm just going to read out a few things, and if you feel that that's you, then you can stand up and come to the front. If you feel like you don't want to come to the front, then you can just stand up, and then one of us will come and pray for you. Um, so I felt that someone had, uh, in their left foot, they had a broken metatarsal. Um, and if yeah, if you if that's you, then stick your hand up. If not, then we'll go go through with that. You did, lovely. Is that standing up for that. That's, that's one. yeah. Is he standing up or is he just no? Doing, doing, yeah, PAs. doing those are the PA, so, yeah. Okay. So if okay. you want to come to the front, or if you if you want to do that, then we can pray for you. Um, I feel someone's got in their right knee. They have got ligaments that are swelling. Um, you've got swelling in your right knee and it's not going down, there there we go, there's one there, Um, somebody's right shoulder keeps dislocating all the time Um, and every time you try to do something, I think particularly sport or something, that your right shoulder keeps dislocating and that God wants to repair the ligaments so then it will stay in your shoulder. Um, The fourth vertebrae in your back, there's pain there but you're not sure why. Um, God wants to heal you of that today, so if that's you, come forward. Um, Your right big toe has got an infection, someone here, Um, and so if that's you, come forward and then we can pray for you. Uh, One here that I know might be difficult to come forward for, uh, but uh, someone here is suffering with deep depression and anxiety, so if that's you, then you can stand forward, or if that's you and you don't feel comfortable coming forward, just nudge the person next to you and then uh, they, they can pray for you. And it's interesting actually hearing at the beginning that someone was. Um, uh, yes, yeah, sorry, sorry. Lisa's got one as well. Uh, interesting at the beginning that someone prayed for someone with arthritis and it meant that they could finally take their wedding ring off and put it back on. I actually had a word um, that someone's ring finger was damaged and that meant that they couldn't wear their wedding ring. And so um, that was quite important to them. So if that's you also, then we can pray for that finger and then hopefully you'll be able to wear your wedding ring. And Lucy has some as well.
2: I just felt earlier in the meeting that uh, we needed to pray for somebody who has pain in their eyes. Don't know much detail, but pain in their eyes.
0: Okay, that's great, guys. Um, So is is that anybody else? Anybody else not feeling well? Just Richard didn't mention me. Well, God knows. Anybody else who's not just not well? <coughs> what a healthy bunch! Wonderful. Okay. Well, Lucy, Richard, wait, pray for these guys. On, let's do that. It's wonderful.
2: Mm-hmm. Hey.